We're talking NRL Rugby League on the program now, and we go to old mate, and I say old mate because he's a former warrior and he's a former eel, and you couldn't get much friendlier than that when it comes to D&G. Spent a bit of time at the Knights as a player, and now, of course, he's back there again. It is Todd Lowry. Long time no speak, loud dog. I hope you're well, mate. It is, Dash. Good to chat to you, mate. I miss our weekly catch-ups. Oh, those were the days, eh? You can come back over the Tasman if you want once a week and do it. <laughs> yeah, I might head back over there at some stage, mate. But I won't be coming over there once a week just to talk to you. Oh, bugger. But you answered the phone this time around. Have we got plenty to talk about? Our NRL uh, semis coming up and what a hell of a competition has been this year. Really interested in your thoughts on that. And, of course, uh, your own coaching career as well, which has started off with a hiss and a roar, although it had a bit of a thud uh, over the weekend. But all the talk around here at the moment is uh, Isaac Luke uh, possibly moving over uh, to the Knights way. Now, look, I know you, you, you're coaching the junior team there. Uh, you're not any form of, of management and so on, so, so on and so forth. But what are the stocks like hooking over there? And do, do you think there's any interest for a guy like Isaac Luke to uh, take on, carry on his footballing career over in Knightsland? Oh, mate, I don't, I don't know whether there's, there's any interest normally. I mean, whether there's smoke, there's fire generally, but um, I can certainly understand if there was some interest. Um, you know, Isaac's obviously a fantastic player. And um, at the club at the moment, they, they brought Slade Griffin in um, last year, who was fantastic for us, both on and off the field. And he's a champion, Slade, but he's, um, he's had a, a, another pretty horrific knee injury, unfortunately, for him, which is, he's had a few of now. So, um, you know, hopefully he makes a full recovery and he's all good to go. But um, I don't know whether that'll be midway through the next year. I don't know. I'm not sure whether he'll start the year or not. So, um, you know, and apart from that, obviously, Danny Levi um, is a good is a good young guy here. But um, really, you know, if Slade doesn't, doesn't come through, then they are pretty short. So um, I can certainly understand... The interest in a in a quality player like Isaac, that's for sure. And I suppose from an experience point of view as well, it's huge. Look, he, he wasn't great for the Warriors the first two years. I think he'd be the first to admit that. But this series, he's turned up in spades and, and shown what an influential character he can be. And yeah, from a seniority and a leadership point of view, when you're dealing with some young hookers over there, he'd be, he'd be key. Not that you've signed him yet, but that, uh, worthwhile looking at. Yeah, I mean, if, if and we're talking hypothetical, but if he was to. You know, come over. Hopefully, he would have learned a bit of a lesson from his first year or two at the at the Warriors, when, as you said, wasn't so flash. But his form over the last twelve months or so has been outstanding. You know, so if he was to carry those same sort of attitudes and all that onto some other club, if he is forced out through cap issues or or whatever it is, then um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would have learned some things about um, going over to a new club and and how to handle himself. And hopefully, if he if he does end up here, then you know hopefully he can he can bring that. And as far as the as the Knights, how do you feel they're going at the moment? They on the way up. I mean, I suppose they have to be, don't they? <laughs> we couldn't have been too much on the way down after. No, that. sorry, mate. <laughs> it wasn't too much further down to go, was it? No, I'll let you say um, it, not yeah, me. Mate, and hang I mean, up. They've, they've certainly made some some big improvements. Um, on and off the field, um, you know, it was obviously a pretty lean few years for the club, but um, they've made some pretty good signings now, um, some pretty well-documented signings over the last 12 months, and, and I know they've they've got, you know, plenty of money to make some more, so um, I think the, the talk is that it's just sort of sitting back waiting for the right kind of people to come available, so, um, you know, hopefully they do become available, and I think if we can add another... You know, probably two, maybe three quality representative type players to the roster, then, you know, they're starting to 
starting to have a pretty fa- pretty handy roster and um, you know and, and young guys too who have got plenty of future in front of them. So um, you know I think things are things are certainly on the way up. So what are we looking at next year? I, I don't know who, who you've who you've retained, who you've got. Is is, is Ken Seal still got floating around? Cullen Ponga, uh, Mitchell Pearce, and those guys. Are they still going to be relevant or around in twenty nineteen or? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if Kenny's still on contract or not. I think we've had a bit of a change in management here in the last fortnight. So um, there was there's quite a bit of you know, still a fair few guys off contract who I'm not sure where the status is at because our, our football director um, or our football manager got changed over. So I think they're all sort of going through that now. But but certainly you know guys like Kalen and, and Mitchell Pearce and. Um, Connor Watson and, and those sort of guys. Uh, Sean Kenny Dow was outstanding for us this year. I thought um, he's still here. Um, so you know the, the nucleus of the team, the, the Safidi brothers up front. Um, you know, so they've got some pretty handy players that are signed up for the next couple of years. It'd just you know be nice to, to add a couple more to the picture. That's for sure. Todd Lowry joining the program. Uh, Todd uh, NRL this year has been absolutely jaw dropping, phenomenal, hasn't it? It's just been an incredible season so far. It's not disappointed, and uh, I don't think that's going to change. Come this weekend, uh, Storm v Sharks, Roosters v Rabbitohs. They're your top four in the competition. Nice to see the best teams actually duking it out toward the end, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I, I like seeing this time of year, seeing the big clubs, I suppose, or the best teams involved. You know, it's always good to have a a bit of a fairy tale, which, you know, I've been involved in, in a fairy tale there at one stage throughout my career, but it is good as a as a spectator to see the, the big best clubs involved this time of year. And she's uh she's a soap opera that keeps on giving rugby league, isn't it? <laughs> it just keeps bouncing from one storyline to the next and um, you know, whether it's on or off the field the the semi final series has certainly been action packed, hasn't it? You know, from Obviously, the start with the with the Bulldogs, and then um, in the last week with the Maloney and the um, uh, what's what's the Sharks? Um, Boyland, Maloney, oh, and Boyland, right, right. Saga, and then you know this week with with Cleary and and ah Luke Cleary, sorry, and the um, the Roosters and South, and then all South's fiascos going on there, and then you know the Storm juggernaut keeps going on and. Yeah, it's certainly. There's no dull moments in rugby league, that's for sure. Well, what did you make of the progression and the season of your former club, the Warriors? Oh, mate, I was really disappointed to see the Warriors finish up in, in week one of the semis. I thought, um, you know, I thought they had done really, really well. They obviously had a fantastic season. And um, unfortunately, that you know, if you get bummed about week one of the semis, people can sort of draw some conclusions that it wasn't all that successful, but I thought they were great. I was disappointed to see them go out the way they were. And I mean, if I had have, if I had have had one more win throughout the year, they, you know, they could have finished top four, and and we might be still seeing them there. So, um, you know, I thought they were good. I was disappointed not to see them go further and and you know get up to this week and even next week. Um, but they certainly made some some huge improvements. Um, you know, from what I hear off the field, we played over there this year and I got to catch up with, with some people off the field um, and the club's made some big improvements. So I was really disappointed for Simon to be able to, well, not to be able to go any further than finishing up this year. You know, I think what he's given to the club over there and you know, what he stands for over there, um, I was really disappointed for him that, you know, they couldn't go a little bit further and, and challenge for something a bit higher for him. But, um, you know. Fairy tale doesn't always happen in rugby league.
No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, actually, on that on that point, mate, I, I just uh, I read just today actually that Sammy Rapier has announced his retirement as well. He's playing over in France or something at the moment. He's he's obviously a guy who's given a lot to the Warriors throughout his time, and I I spent a little bit of time with Sammy. He's a, he's a great guy and a great player, and um, you know he, he he probably won't be listening all the way from France, mate. But um, hopefully, you know, I wish him all the best, and um, he, he's a champion and, and one of the true Warriors stalwarts. He is. Mate, you've talked about the chaos and going on and how we've managed to get to this top four, but who do you like then this weekend? Storm, I wouldn't say unbackable favourites, but warm favourites up against the Sharks and the Roosters up against the Rabbitohs. Can you accurately put your mortgage money on any of these? Oh, I've got a pretty big mortgage, Darth. I wouldn't want to go on anyone. Mate, it's really hard. Like, obviously, you know, the Storm seem like morals, but if there's if they've had one bogey team over the last couple of years, it has been the Sharks. You know whether that be in Sydney or in Melbourne, the Sharks are just probably the only team in the NRL who who have sort of got it over the Storm. Um, I don't know what it is. The Storm just sort of you know they just seem to get under their skin and they don't seem to play their best footy when they're playing against the Sharks. Um, in saying that, they've they've got a lot of injuries to some some pretty important guys so um, being the fact that it is in Melbourne and, and being the fact that the Sharks do have some injuries to some pretty key blokes um, you know I think I think and I hope the Storm are good enough to get that one um, on the other side of the fence you know you just again you think the Roosters are will be certainties but you know with the South and everything that's been going on you nothing polarises the team and nothing brings the team together more than a bit of off-field drama. So, you know, they, they've sort of looked a little bit battered and bruised last week, but you just don't know how they're going to respond. And if they're at their best, they're, they're going to be hard to beat the Bunnies. But, um, you know, it would certainly make for a good grand final build-up next week if you had the Cooper Cronk-led Roosters playing against his old team, the Melbourne Storm. It would certainly make a, a good, uh, good storyline for the week, that's for sure. Well... Todd Lowry, good luck with the mortgage, mate, and thanks very much for joining the program. Hopefully we'll catch up again soon, even though it won't be in studio. Thanks for your time, big man. Thanks, Darth. Good to chat, mate.